hello everyone and welcome to the show today we are going to talk about the collaboration of mahindra and zf for formula e world championship in this podcast we will try to learn a lot about formula e as well as what goes behind the curtain to take your team from race track to podium to discuss this i have two very special guests with me first i would like to introduce the first guest and speaker he is from mahindra he is ceo and team principal for mahindra racing tilbag gill hello sir welcome to the show hi uh, everyone uh, happy to be here and i really enjoy uh coming on the show so shubham thanks for inviting me uh, sir we would like to learn a lot about formula e from you but before that i would like to introduce the second guest and speaker he is from zf he is vice president for zf racing and managing director for zf racing llc shasha reknik sir hello sir welcome to the show hi shubham i'm very happy to be here and very honored as you know i lived 5 years in india So I'm glad to connect back to the friends in India down there. Thanks a lot for having me. Thank you thank you so much sir for joining the show. First I would like to congratulate both Mahindra and ZF for this collaboration. Well sir, uh, I would like to know good fun, how uh, ZF is sorry sorry. No, I just yes, said sir. it's been good fun working with uh, ZF so sorry to interrupt there but yeah it's more than a collaboration I think it's a partnership. Okay. So now I would like to know how ZF is looking at this collaboration with Mahindra. Of course, that F it's a it's a journey uh, in a new area of electrification, and um, we need a partner here, as uh, Dilbag also already mentioned, who is not only a partner in the sense of we are supplier and there's a customer around there. We need here a very strong collaboration, which is based on trust, um, because in that um, technology area, we are both uh, learning. a lot uh, day by day and therefore you need to trust each other you need to rely on each other um because only together we gain knowledge and know how which is needed to sustain that uh, area of electrification okay so uh, sir as a team principal devak sir how important is this collaboration for mahindra well from a team perspective uh, it was it's something most critical because the heart of the team now is zf okay they are the engine of the team in in all literal sense so for us our success is totally entwined to ensure that this partnership works together because we can only maximize uh, the product what we get and fortunately we get a very good product from zf so and that's immediately shown some success on track earlier this year and so this season has started strongly for us but end of the day one like when i just look at it from a purely racing perspective as i said like we can't do too much more than what zf can do for us and so or all of our valued sort of inputs etc comes from zf but at the same time i think that in the longer term picture if you look at it from uh, stuff what's going to happen in the next few years to come i think this is a really exciting partnership because there's a lot for both of us to learn and thereafter put on to our road going projects so why formula e why not any other motorsports event because mahindra has a legacy of building vehicles from last so many decades why formula e um I think that maybe I could just flip it around and say why not formally, but okay. But going back a bit more serious is, see when we got into uh, motorsport, which is just like 10 years ago with Moto uh, GP. Okay, so we are like now it's an 11th year of motorsport. So while it looks like we are new to motorsport, we've been there for more than 10 years now. And 2013, when the concept of formally came, I think it was like what we call in India marriage made in heaven, because that was where the direction of the automotive industry was going, and Mahindra was. one of the early pioneers in electric mobility with the acquisition of mahindra reva or reva which was it was known and we were the one of the first electric car vehicles 
uh, companies in India making cars for the last 16 odd years. So we felt, okay, that the decade of 2020 to 2030 is going to be really big on electric mobility. And so let's get a heads up by starting and learning technology, understanding a lot more about engines, how to work with electric uh, products, etc., much earlier than the competition. So Formula E was a great uh, brand in terms of from a technology demonstrator, technology understanding, but at the same time, also in the mid uh, 20, like 10, the decade of that, we were also increasingly looking at expanding the brand globally. So it was a nice platform to talk about sustainability, a nice brand to talk about, uh, like a platform to talk about technology and to talk about excitement about Mahindra brand in terms of what we bring. So all of this coming together, Formula E was something which we felt was going to be relevant, not only for today, but to, going to be relevant for tomorrow also. And that's exactly how it has grown over the last seven years. So, Shasa, sir, my question to you is uh, why component manufacturers or why ZF want to participate in Formula E as an, uh, for the whole motorsports motor event? Oh, we have two aspects. The one is that it's a field of learning for us. So we get a lot of knowledge and feedback uh, into our development, also for the series production. And um, the other aspect is that um, we are very much looking forward to showcase our uh, knowledge to the world, uh, especially in new technologies and innovations. Yeah? And Formula E is a perfect platform to see where you are, what you can provide also to the uh, OEMs in terms of series production later on. So that's uh, the, the two synergies we are taking out of it. And that's why we are more than happy to participate in that uh, racing series with a very strong partnership uh, like Mahindra. So 2020 was very, very challenging for everyone around the around the globe, if we're talking about. You joined ZF in 2020 and you shifted from a commercial vehicle segment to a racing division. So how challenging it was for you to handle the team and to come up with the uh, powertrain for M7 Electro? First of all, I'm back home. Yeah, I uh, did racing 18 years ago. So for me, it's, uh, it's coming back home, which is very exciting, of course. Secondly, as I mentioned, I was living five years in India, so I'm super happy to, to be part of the team with Mahindra, of course, and with Dilbak. Uh, and last but not least, um, of course, it's challenging coming in those times um, into such a situation. But luckily, uh, Formula E is running, um, means also our development is full swing running. Um, we could continue beside the pandemic with all our plannings. Um, which is uh, fundamental and key because the technology and the, the world will uh, go ahead and we need to deliver at the end of the day serious products and those knowledge we are gaining here um, beside the pandemic. So what were your learning, Dilbak, so from 2020 when it was a very challenging time for Mahindra, if it was very challenging for all the Motorsports Federation. So what you learned during that year, that time? Well, I think during the pandemic, the first thing what we did, decided was to consolidate Okay, because we've been growing at a, such a fast, rapid pace at motorsport, we felt, okay, now, honestly, like for us, a small team like us, it was a time to get a breather, like a fresh breath, a breather. So the first thing was we, we actually invested during the pandemic. So we, uh, we moved to a new premises. We consolidated the team, put them together because we felt, okay, to, for us to be effective once the pandemic gets over is to bring everyone under one roof for them to collaborate better. And I think that was where we sort of largely worked was, okay, let's actually make our team stronger at this point of time. And being in motorsport, having uh, people within our team and within our partner ecosystem, 
everyone is very self motivated so people say okay this is a good time for us to actually come back together and see okay how do we be stronger and we immediately were stronger when the first races after the pandemic happened in berlin last year this berlin 6 as it was called uh, unfortunately yeah, it's a different story that i picked up covid at that point in time and i missed those races but the team performed well like what was the strength was qualifying we really did well we we knew we had a weak power train because this was before zf came on board we were still running a previous power train on it wasn't very strong and our race pace was bad but we tried to maximize it so for us i think uh, the pandemic in in an indirect way helped us sort of to catch up with some of our competition in terms of infrastructure investments putting people together so um yeah in a in a very odd sense it was it came at the right time for us as an organization so um from a build but at the same time i was also really happy that yeah we were able to like spend a little bit of time with two our engineers working on some projects with mahindra and with some of the local government in spain etc to try and help develop some technology which was able to help rapidly sort of roll out some of the devices medical devices which were required during the pandemic time because as you know uh, motorsport engineers are very innovative and ingenious so they at very uh, early stages they were able to sort of readapt some of the thoughts in terms of improving like um, oxygen concentrators and things like that and our partners in spain did a very very good job doing uh, improving those areas so i think overall yeah we are still not out of the pandemic at this point of time but i think we are cautiously optimistic that once this is all behind us mahindra racing will be a much stronger team so how will you describe this season till now for mahindra racing with zf well uh, i think from uh, from a zf perspective the season has been brilliant because they have delivered what we expected and in fact they've delivered a bit more than what we expected and the and the nice part is we still have a few tricks up our sleeve which i'm not going to be talking about right now so there is innovation coming in so we are not at the end we are nowhere close to the end of this cycle development even though we are ha- half way through our season there is every race we get into we are we are seeing some improvement coming through software how to better optimize the hardware etc but from the other end i think it's been a bit better sweet because the results do not reflect our potential so one way i'm unhappy about it because we have made and that's largely on the mahindra side we made a few mistakes in terms of operationalizing during the last couple of races but the other end i'm also positive that yes we still have to achieve a potential so the only the, the way is still going up and i think that's something which is keeping us excited uh, i'm also really pleased that okay our competition has started to rate us again because the new mahindra was a strong team in the last couple of years we will come and there are days we're going to be winning races etc and that mindset has come back when we go into a race weekend now we know we have the opportunity to win and this partnership i think is something which zf and mahindra have sort of built up between themselves that yes our heads are going to be there to win sasha was there like a couple of days ago when we had the race in monaco and yes we did see the potential of a car and improvement what we could see and the like yeah we had a bit of uh, a bad luck or a what we call tragedy in valencia where which was a race which we were perfectly doing strategically to win and we were involved in someone else's accident which sort of pushed us back so overall i think yeah uh, i i feel that uh, we are in a very positive frame of mind and i'm actually looking forward to the next races these four weeks break right now just seems to be too long shasha sir what are the key components offered by zf for m7 electro uh, as you know um there are many parts given from um the chassis side but what is not given is the the powertrain and the powertrain which has the inverter um 
and and the engine and the gearbox is what we supply um, to to Mahindra. Um, and at the same time, as Dilbert mentioned, it's it's the heart of the system, but it's also the brain of the system. So we are there to think a lot and to improve a lot in terms of um, efficiency, uh, energy management. So that's why we are a key partner here and the collaboration is, is so important. And also it's very important since our system alone will not make the success yeah? because as we are the heart um, around, the body needs also to work well. And that's why our teams are bonded so close to each other, which at the end makes them the success and the power we are able to deliver. So how much do you think the powertrain plays an important role in energy management? So from a perspective of a component manufacturer? I mean, it's, it's uh, I would say it's nearly 50%. Um, you have, of course, the car setting around you, which is mainly uh, depending on the track we are going on. Um, but also you have the driver, which is also a fundamental component of that game. Yeah? But uh, of course, if the hardware and the software is not able to deliver the basics that a driver can pick it up, then you lost already. And as Dilbach mentioned, we were able to deliver for, for season seven a powertrain which allows at least the team to play around with and to, to be competitive. Um, so from that perspective, I would say it's a, it's a fundamental part of uh, the energy management uh, and especially on the software side um, with collecting data from all the different tracks and all the experiences and lessons learned, you can gain a lot when it comes to efficiency and energy management in Formula E. So as you talk about the data, racing industry is all about data, generating data and collecting them and improving with the time. So how uh, ZF use these kind of data, what Mahindra generates from the racetrack? Yeah, of course. I mean, the, as I said, it's a fundamental part of our uh, analytics. Uh, we are using those data starting from the testing, of course, for the new developments. Uh, we are using those data when we are going on the test track together with Mahindra and looking how we can make the setup, yeah, which starts, as I said, from the software point of view in the powertrain and goes then up to the car level, tire setting and so on. Um, but for us, it's, it's key to understand how the powertrain is, is used, yeah, how the powertrain needs to provide um, the efficiency at which time, the recuperation at which time. And this, again, depends heavily on the different tracks which is very different in Formula E than other um, racing series because we are running on not really uh, established tracks yeah, through the city. So it's very tough to have the data available uh, and to compare from one race to the other. So that's what makes it also very exciting for us to see how um, the behavior of the car is influencing our powertrain. So Dilbak, sir, how Mahindra used those data and were they strategically used those data for next racing or what are the mindset for the data and how they collect them and how they use it, basically? Uh, well, I think, uh, see, data is well, which we, we basically collect of what is used for uh, for the particular race, gaining historic data going forward as we sort of look at it. So, end of the day, I think uh, there's multiple ways which we are processing that information in real time and, po and, and post. And at the end of it also, how we sort of circle it back and complete the loop with all our simulation processes also what we have because we have multiple simulation process with etc so i think with overall it's a collection of information for us to try and maximize our strategy going forward okay end of the day and see while we're looking at more formula it's still a reasonably young championship 
it's still we're going to new fresh track so our our information databases are sort of being populated with all the bits what we get off the car and off it so end of it i think it's really crucial in terms of our success so we have heard that uh, racing uh, racing is all about race to road so how mahindra will take this race to road, uh, road things for the future in india well uh, so first let's be just step back on the race to road part of it because you uh, know when we look at uh, mahindra like uh, racing and its impact we basically started looking at higher performance electric vehicles for us to understand how we do so we we actually created a brand and launched a brand called automobile pin and freena around 4 years ago and in fact like 3 odd years ago right now and within this short period of time we've not only created a brand we have created a product we've created a market for the product and customers are going to be starting to get this product so i keep joking at one end and i'm one day i'm going to get into trouble because this is that mahindra moved from making the world's slowest electric car the mahindra reva to the world's fastest electric car in the short period of 6 to 7 years so that's the demonstration of what we're trying to do with this technology and that's the ambition what we're trying to do the technology on our race to road is to move to objects of desire so just not from commuting vehicles but to objects of desire and and the batista for example from pinafrina is an object of desire but we also appreciate that that object of desire is for a very very small and a niche market but so what we are also working on is rolling it down with with, uh, with mahindra research valley which we have in chennai mahindra electric based in bangalore and our other branches in terms of some of our understanding of composites some of our understandings of simulation software setup and full car integration one of the first projects actually which we collaborated on with mahindra is how do we move from lower uh, like low voltage systems to high voltage systems it requires a total new electric architecture safety systems etc because when you talk about mahindra reva we were talking about cars at 48 volt systems and uh, no and as we move on to 300 plus volts and to further on it goes on the whole uh, architecture of the car needed to be changed and our engineers are working so there are multiple projects where we are sort of collaborating but it's on material science it's on working on uh, on electric platforms etc and i think we are quite excited because as you all know there's another new project coming up is the electric motorcycle through bsa and that's another project which is actually being born and being incubated within the mahindra racing premises in the uk uh, shasha sir how zf is looking for a race to road thing i mean for us it's crucial to learn and uh, to gain more knowledge on how the system works and where we can improve efficiency energy management which is the same requirement we have on the road and and therefore um the the racing gives us the highest and fastest feedback we can get so that's where we take our uh, lessons learned out for for our road projects and especially if you look at um uh, the decision on which is the right system to put your shoes in when we decided to go for 800 volt uh, and and came up with the powertrain as we are now providing it to mahindra that was already a key decision um, which also is going into our road cars currently and where we are quite successful today with many projects we won in the last weeks and months so um the transformation of this knowledge and the feedback we gain in racing is is fundamental for our advanced um, development department in our e division and based on this they are developing currently uh, road cars ahead for other OEM brands across the world so can we expect uh, zf to come up with this same transmission that they are use, they are offering to mahindra for indian market for electric vehicle 
<laughs> we need to discuss about the pricing then. I mean, uh, <laughs> look, the, the, what we are providing in uh, in motorsports, of course, has a total different life cycle requirement. Yeah, we speak about certain amount of races, uh, and that's it. Whereas a road car should sustain a little bit longer and be more reliable in terms of duration. So therefore, you cannot compare one to one. Yeah, it's not that the hardware will be the same used in racing or in in uh, in road cars. It's more really the the knowledge behind the learnings we take out from software settings, from the energy management settings, which we we transfer then into um, into normal series projects. And we would be happy if one day Mahindra is asking us to. Uh, no, so actually, I read about read about ZF, and they are they are planning to target India and other this China and all this. So, how they are planning it for India? Will they be coming up with the Mahindra only, or they will be dis, or they will start their manufacturing right over uh, India with the new components and new things for the other OEMs? Of course, we have a strong bonding currently with Mahindra. There's no doubt on this, uh, but always uh, there's a competition uh, across all OEMs, which is open for everybody. So we will see who will be the next OEM taking an electrified uh, vehicle or powertrain from ZF. Yeah. But uh, there's no doubt that that India, at the sheer size, is the same as China, is is a very special and target market for ZF uh, across the world. Currently, we are very much bonded, of course, to the German and European OEM, where we are already delivering uh, today. Um, but uh, there is no doubt that the next step goes east. So, Dilbag, sir, how important is fan mode and attack zone in terms of uh, a Formula E team? Well, see, at the end of the day, fan boost and attack mode are two strategic components. So, we have to maximize those two strategic components. So... One is like yeah, with fan boost, it helps either an overtake or a defend, and uh, so we try and sort of work towards uh, getting that for our drivers. But again, it it is something where only a very small number of drivers get it, and there are some of them who are really popular. And this is something more I would say where the drivers sort of advocate for themselves and try and work on it. But the other end, attack mode in the race is a part of the sporting regulations, so we need to use it during a period of time. There's a risk that if it's not being used in during the period of time or if you cannot complete it, you do get a sporting penalty. So that is something which is constantly being evaluated during the races. How do we, when do we bring it in? Should you go for an undercut or an overcut? So if you look at attack mode and you look at traditional motorsport, attack mode is like a mini pit stop. It's like a one second pit stop, if you can think of it. So you're going in and coming out. So when you come out like with like a pit stop in Formula 1, you have fresher tires, your race pace improves. So similarly, when you go in for attack mode, you lose some time getting into it like that one second. But when you come out, you're having a little bit more energy than your competitors around you. So that's like having new tires, if you can think of Formula One. So we look at it as a mini pit stop. So we have multiple mini pit stops which are mandated in the race and how, when and how we need to take it. And I think that's something which is really important. And I think it's also pretty exciting because that sort of sometimes pushes the ball in terms of strategy, either to undercut, overcut, or sort of cover what our competitors are doing. So uh, Dilbag sir told us about this uh, undercut overcut. So powertrain is one of the most important thing and supports the vehicle. So what is the ZF technology behind this uh, te- uh, powertrain and how they are supporting Mahindra? See, end of the day, I think from a ZF's perspective, our request and what has come together is how do we maximize the efficiency at every point? For us, it's the game right now is to maximize the efficiency 
and each track has slow corners fast corners we're coming out of like a uh, corners where the, the tires need to grip really well so that we don't lose too much or uh, like in terms of uh, wheel spin etc so the control systems etc are really important so end of the day we have to see at every bit we are maximizing see we are now talking about only one gear ratio so it's not like uh, in other series you can sort of put your gear ratios to sort of select it for that particular track in terms of what the corners are going to be like etc for us it's from the beginning of the season till the end of the season we homologate one ratio and so we have to sort of taken a multiple and huge number of case uh, scenarios in terms of from speeds of 40 kilometers per hour to 280 kilometers per hour so you're talking about like a vast scope of where or what you're looking at and then how do we sort of maximize it where the power is going to be coming in for qualifying for racing so at the end of the day i think the simulation in terms of preparation of is really important and that's how we look at sort of maximizing the performance in terms of the efficiency what we have out there because we have want to eke out every bit of uh, energy coming out of the battery and this is to a certain extent a constant horsepower championship each team gets the same amount of horsepower so like if you look at kilowatts if i want to sort of save from the battery so how do we sort of maximize it it's not that one some uh, like brand has more energy coming out of the battery and some has less we all have the same it's how much we put back into it through regen and then we sort of take it out it's like a bank we we withdraw energy and we re put back energy into it so how do we sort of manage what we're taking out what we're putting back because at the end of the day we want to sort of end the race with minimal energy but at the same time ensuring that we meet the parameters of having the best strategy for the race sasha sir what are the key bets for the uh, for this powertrain that mahindra you have offered to the mahindra Uh, as Dilbert mentioned, yeah, the question is how fast we can transfer the the energy which is stored in the battery to the wheels. I mean, the battery is given in Formula E, the wheels are given, or the tires are given, and in between there's a process, and this process is steered by our powertrain uh, mainly. Um, so the question is how efficient we can transfer that energy from the battery to the to the wheels. And I can give you some data here. What is very exciting from uh, season five to season seven. Uh, we could increase um, or decrease the losses in efficiency by 40%. So during our development, um, we increased 40% of of efficiency um, in in terms of losses, which uh, is the transfer from the energy to the tires, and that's huge. And this is exactly the takeaway we take uh, in in that learning um, in from Formula E, which is fundamental at the end of the day for the success of how how fast we can transfer the energy to the tires and means um, the speed of the car so um we have an inverter in there um which is uh, like the brain of uh, of the powertrain because here is the software located and here is the transfer of the energy from the battery happening um and and that is the the fundamental part let's say um where we are learning day by day as i said also the power density uh, which is um how much power you have available in the battery and how much is at the end reaching um the wheels is a is a key topic and here we could improve um nearly 10% also in in terms of the the losses and on terms of density how we transfer those energy so you see by the data that um that the knowledge we are gaining out of here and how much we can influence the system is huge yeah and that's where day to day our work goes in uh, and that is where we are uh, hopefully can support mahindra more and more from race to race to be able at the end um, to make the most efficient transfer of those uh, energy from the battery uh, into the track at the end of the day
so if you talk about technology can you please explain what technology goes behind this uh, mahindra's new powertrain as i said it's a silicon carbide technology which we are using uh, based on the 800 volt uh, inverter um, which um, provides more um, efficiency as described than than all other systems uh, roughly this technology has uh, 7% better efficiency uh, values uh, on average um, so i would say it's the highest available technology we have currently um, but again it's not only the hardware which is available it's also how you steer on the software side and that's why software will become and is becoming more and more important for us and on the software side it's not only the engineers programming something it's really the learning which you take from the street. Yeah? So learning every day how behavior of drivers, how other parts like the tires is interacting with the system. What does it mean to us if it rains, if the sun shines, um, decharging based on temperature, for example. Those are all learnings we have, and this flows back into our system, which then goes into the brain, which is the inverter and the software there. Yeah? So um, as I said, the, the software part of it is a very, very crucial part. And by the way, that's something we can transfer into road projects also. So my last question before ending this podcast is how young people can join motorsports. Dilbak, sir, you first. Well, I think uh, uh, like okay, when you talk about young people, I think there are a lot more opportunities today, especially in India, than what maybe we had when I was growing up 30 years ago when I was in college or 30, more than 30 years ago. I think there are lots of universities and colleges have uh, formula student programs today. And I think that's an amazing uh, location to start from because the quality of the formula student programs today in India are amazing. I've had the privilege to visit like IIT uh, Mumbai or my alumni at RVC Bangalore, etc. who are doing this at a very high level. And I'm totally amazed in terms of it because I have also at the same time living in Boston, gone to the MIT formula student program and a couple of others like including ETH in uh, Switzerland, etc. And when I sort of compare, I think there is nowhere less in terms of ingenuity and expertise what's coming out of the formula student programs in India. So for me, I think the first level is start within your college, devote your time if you have one of those programs. If there isn't, there are certain Baha programs which are also happening in India, SA Baha and where Mahindra has been involved to a very high event where we've had, I think, a couple of hundred colleges which come in for the SA Baha events and many thousand students. So I think at the student level, you have the opportunity. Then thereafter, I think there are uh, professional courses in motorsport. And if you come back and again, it's quite interesting because where we work in, in England, where the team is based, we have some very good universities like Oxford, Brooks, etc. And a large part of the student base now is students coming from India. So we do take certain interns. And obviously, we are very limited in the number of interns we can take. So that's a real unfortunate situation because the request for internship to what we can provide is much higher. So we are selectively taking interns who can work on and we've been able to hire two of those interns into our roles going uh, like on a, on a permanent basis. So for me, I think, uh, again, motorsport is just not about engineering. There are other branches also in motorsport, which uh, which should be encouraged and should be looked in like. And for me, I think one of the most overlooked uh, branches and which is one of the very important branches of motorsport is the commercial side and the marketing side because at the end of the day to make the business successful is we have to generate the revenue for the business and there are people who can actually go and bring money and how they sort of market it and bring it and those people are the heart and soul because at the end of the day engineers who want to spend need income and I think we have to sort of balance it out then there's how do we communicate what we're talking about okay 
So there are people who I call like within our team, like uh, the, the public relations team is what I call the, the organs of the body. They are the eyes, ears and the mouth. They see what's happening in the competition on the what's happening in the industry. They hear what's happening and then they speak on behalf of us what's happening from our team, etc. And putting together. So I think there are the end of it. There's multiple areas to be involved in motorsport because in the end, motorsport is like in any other business. It has to be to be for it to be sustainable. It has to be something which is practical, which needs to generate its income and manage its expenses, etc. It cannot like, yeah, there are situations where people get into it for a bit of time to have some fun, but those don't last for very long. After some time, yes, the old adage in motorsport is you have to, to become a millionaire in motorsport, start by be, being a billionaire. Okay, then that's sort of being a situation. And I think we have to look at it from the other perspective is what are we trying to achieve? How are we trying to make it relevant going forward? So in terms of opportunity, I think anyone who is sort of keener in this industry, who's willing to work in a very dynamic industry. And I think the first thing is you're going to be hit with reality when you come into motorsport. It is not as glamorous as what it seems from outside. Okay, uh, the glamour is a perception. It's a sheen. It is not that glamorous. You are working very hard days. While we look like we are in crowds, we are actually reasonably lonely because of the pressure which we put on ourselves on day on, day out. We have to go perform. When I go to office, for example, at a race weekend, there are 35 million people joining me in my office that particular day because you're in live television. Okay, so you have to perform um, out there and there's no excuses. It's black and white. The results are there. You can't say if, could, would, should. Yeah, you're either first, you're second and that's it. There's nothing else. And then you have to sort of pick yourself up and move on. And I think at the same time also, it is quite a high stress job. You have to manage your emotions because your emotions go from highs to lows or lows to high at a very high frequency. Like at one end, you think, okay, you're getting close to a victory and you could be involved in someone else's accident. Or yes, you might say, okay, yeah, today's not a very strong day, but some stuff could happen in front of you and give you a gift to sort of take it on that day. So you have to sort of maximize every opportunity which you get. And at the same time, I think yeah, people have to realize motorsport is another job. It is not anything different. It's not anything special. It is another job. Yes, uh, we are lucky in our job that it is acceptable for us to have a little bit of alcohol at work, which we really enjoy. That's the podium champagne. <laughs> so Sasha, sir, how, how, what's your point on this? How young people can join this motorsports? Uh, very easy, join ZF Race Engineering as an intern. Um, I mean, as Dilbak mentioned, yeah, um, there are many opportunities to step into motorsports, but also we have many different kind of jobs. Yeah? It's not only engineering or becoming a race driver itself. Yeah, We have a lot of PR marketing around. We have financial people, which are crucial, as, as mentioned already. Um, so we have many opportunities. And to look behind the scene, the easiest is to join as an intern, to come across, have a look and understand what it's all about. Because what you see in TV is only the, the surface uh, and it's a lot of perception, but the reality behind is not so nice as it looks. Uh, and that to understand is, is fundamental and look at my own career. I was in Formula One and DTM 18 years ago and I stepped out because behind the scene was not so amazing as I thought. Uh, and I was not supposed to become a race driver itself. So I, I went another path and came back now as I have learned my way ahead. And, and now it's it's time that I can uh, contribute even in motorsports behind the scene. So therefore, I can only invite those people to use the opportunities. As mentioned, we are also supporting former students from ZF side. 
We are also supporting many junior cups across the world where you can join in. There are also uh, possibilities as a spectator to come into the paddock and to see more uh, behind the scene in those series. So um, be invited and, and join and have a look behind and then you will see whether it's uh, your passion and uh, you go for it or not. So thank you, Shasa sir. Thank you, Dalbak sir, for joining me for this talk. So I hope I wish all the best to Mahendra for Season 7 World Championship and Zadev for the same. So thank you for joining, sir. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it, Shivam. Thanks a lot and have a good day to India. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Stay well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ciao.